If you're a woman, you're twice as likely as a man to be diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. But why? Well, it's a question researchers have been picking over for years. Women do tend to live longer than men, but that doesn't account for the whole picture. Another possible answer lies with something called cognitive reserve, brain heft build up through a mixture of things like education and time in the workforce, which does seem to protect against cognitive decline. If older women were less likely to have had the same opportunities for education and work as their male counterparts, could that be why women are more likely to have Alzheimer's disease? Well, a study following hundreds of older Tasmanians over several years has been trying to tease this apart, and one of its authors is Jane Alty. Jane, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. So first things first, were you able to tell if education or work protected against Alzheimer's disease? That's a very good question. Um, we know from um, other studies that education is um, extremely important as a dementia risk factor. In other words, people that have had uh, lower levels of education, shorter education, are certainly at higher um, risk of going on to develop dementia. What we were really interested in and looking at, though, was was that risk different for men and women? Because historically, we know that, um, and this is still the case in many countries, of course, not necessarily historically, that girls have had less opportunities for education beyond secondary school and sometimes even primary school. And fewer women have gone on to have um, university education. So we do know on the whole that women have tended to have um, shorter lengths of education than men. So we really wanted to look not just at how does having a longer education reduce your risk of dementia, but is that different for men and women? But it, but it was, it, it, there was a difference in men and women's education, but it didn't seem to have the protective effect that you hoped it might in women. Yes, that's that's part of the story. In in our um, longitudinal study, which is called the Tasmanian Healthy Brain Project, we followed up just over 500 people over about five years. And Tasmania is a great place for these sorts of um, studies because um, Tasmanians tend not to move around. So we managed to keep hold of that group of people and follow them up carefully over th those five years. And what we could see is that um, both men and women who had longer education, they had better cognitive scores than those with shorter education. But what was interesting is that another measure of cognitive reserve, which is innate, so your IQ, um, your ability to pick up new concepts, that also seemed to be having a different effect in men than women. So what we saw is that men with higher estimated cognitive reserve were having a slower change as they aged of their cognitive functions. So by this, I mean that as we all get older, many of us will get a slight slowing in memory and planning and our cognitive uh, functions. And this is part of normal ageing for many people. But what we could see is that men with higher levels of cognitive reserve had a less rapid progression of those changes. And that was really what we expected. So that cognitive reserve was protecting the men's brains. But in women, surprisingly, we saw a different pattern. And that was that whether whether the women had a higher level of cognitive reserve or a lower level, 
um, they progressed at the same rate. So women that had had a longer education overall had higher scores, but the rate that they changed over those five years was the same as women that had had the lower levels of cognitive reserve. So in summary, what we were seeing is that this cognitive reserve seemed to be having a nice protective effect on the men, as we would expect. But for some reason, it just was not having that same protective effect on women. We don't know the reasons for that, but I think what this study is really highlighting is that it's really important when we're looking at modifiable risk factors for dementia that we do look at men and women separately because certainly in our study, looking at cognitive reserve, we were seeing different effects on the men and women for this um, cognitive reserve protective effect. Right, because this trend has been seen in other studies that have lumped men and women together. You go, okay, there's a trend here, you know, education's important, but when you tease it out, that hasn't been the case for women, which is pretty disappointing. So what now? Uh, Because the WHO's push to modify risk factors, one of them is education. We need to be studying men and women differently. What about other, is there anything that we know does protect against um, dementia in both men and women? Yeah, so there's been a lot of research in this field and there's now 12 modifiable risk factors for dementia. And I would encourage people who are interested to look up um, the Lancet Commission um, dementia prevention paper, which is freely accessible. If you just put dementia prevention, um, Livingston et al. into Google, you'll get that paper. And that outlines in detail the evidence for these 12 modifiable dementia risk factors that account for about 40% of dementia cases. And these can be broadly split into medical risk factors, such as controlling blood pressure and diabetes, and then lifestyle risk factors, such as stopping smoking, reducing alcohol intake, doing more physical activity, and so on. So I would really encourage people that are listening to follow that still. I think our study is one study. I think it raises the important point that we probably should be looking at men and women separately in terms of how those risk factors um, modify risk. But ultimately, I would still give the advice to people, follow those risk factors, because we know that dementia is not inevitable. Many people used to think, okay, we're we're inevitable that we're going to get dementia as we get older. And that just really is not the case. As I say, 40% of um, dementia cases are now attributable to these risk factors, Mm. which is good news, really, because it means that through our life course, we can start to do something about our risk, particularly those lifestyle factors, which are often quite hard to address, but effectively doing more, moving more, interacting more and so on really seems to have a good effect. Indeed. Jane, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Associate Professor Jane Alty is co-director of the Island Clinic at the University of Tasmania and staff specialist in neurology and stroke at Royal Hobart Hospital. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.